Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora back with the Etheric Surgery Series, and this is going to be part two, uh, which is the next chip or implant to talk about, which is the Mimic chip. So we talked about the Sabotage and the Self-Sabotage chip um, being the distorted perceptions that essentially cause us to want to interfere. We want to interfere with others. We want to interfere with others' processes, their experiences, their lessons and blessings, and of course, self-sabotage, which is interfering with our own lessons and blessings and our own expansion um, and growth. Now, the mimic chip is it can be very subtle. This is a tricky one. So I'm going to talk about some different examples with this because the mimic chip is, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's comparative to like the superego and the spiritual ego that I talked about in the ego death series, which like I said, could be very, very obvious, right? There's always multiple ways in which everything expresses. So could be a very obvious way, but also has these little subtleties um, that I like to talk about because if you can start to pick up on the subtleties, it'll become much clearer for us. So essentially what the mimic chip does is it is it causes us, it, it causes again a distortion within our field that basically programs and causes us to have certain behaviors, speech patterns, um, and expressions in which we're not being authentic to our soul and to our particular essence. So we are all very unique. We are all unique God sparks. And part of this journey <laughs> is basically uncovering all of the false layers of self that were not actually true to us and what our soul blueprint is and our soul essence is, but were false constructs that were just from programming, um, from programming of our families, of our communities, of our religious backgrounds, racial backgrounds, um, nationality or cultural backgrounds. And a lot of those were falsely constructed parts of self that we created because of programming or because we were trying to fit in or we were trying to be that herd mentality, right? We're trying to be like other people. And that is what the mimic chip does. <laughs> it ultimately creates this distorted perception of self in which, <coughs> excuse me, in which we are unconsciously trying to mimic others um, and specifically, we're trying to mimic divinity, we're trying to mimic love, and we're trying to mimic uh, realness or authenticity that we perceive in others. So I'll give you some examples of this. I think one of the most obvious examples is I see a lot in, of course, the spiritual community or in the awakening community in which they will mimic what they view as a spiritual person or an enlightened person, an awakened person, whatever words we want to use, the words are irrelevant, but you get my drift. They will, they will have this 
distorted perception of what they believe divinity or enlightenment or spirituality looks like. And they will mimic it without actually being it. And I think that this happens because we live in such an age right now where we, and, and I've been through this so many times, of, of trying to understand concepts on an intellectual level without truly understanding them on an experience level. And that's why this journey is a journey and there really is no destination. Our evolution, our higher self embodiment, you know, our coming into our true essence, it is a process because we're not only having to dissolve and dismantle a lot of these, the false versions of ourselves, but we're trying to rediscover or remember who we actually are. And we are all very unique expressions of the Godhead. And all of us, no one is the same. That's, that's the flip, is that in true reality, everyone is equal in the sense that we are all part of God with God. So there can be no better than, there can be no higher than, right? We have the Godhead, of course, but we're all equal in that sense because we're all equally made from source. However, we're all so unique as we were designed to be that we're not going to be exactly the same as anybody else. That's what makes creation so brilliant. Every person has a specific piece of the puzzle that can't be replicated because it's, it's you. It, it can't be replicated by any means. So, you know, my example of like the spiritual community is they try to understand spiritual concepts, enlightenment concepts, universal concepts on this very mental level. And they, they perceive people, other people who they think, right, are these very enlightened, spiritual, awakened people and they try to mimic them. They try to appear as being divine, enlightened, spiritual, but they're mimicking others. They're not actually going through their own unique process of coming to know themselves and coming to embody their unique expression of divinity, their unique expression of God. Um, I see this with the church, right? They're mimicking divinity. They, they mimic it by what they think it looks like. <laughs> and that's the irony is that those who haven't actually experienced something, haven't actually walked the path of something, they can only mimic based on a, a distorted perception of what they think it should look like. Not actually what it is like, but what do they think it looks like? So my example with the church is like, you know, they will all often, and, and I see spiritual people uh, in, before have done this too. They, they dress in all white. This is a really weird thing that they do that they think somehow makes them look more godly, more divine. You know, they'll dress in these 
garments. They'll dress in all white. They'll uh, speak a certain way and, and say certain words. And, and it's all to mimic what they think is a spiritual, enlightened, awakened, godlike person. And it's fake. It's a mimic. Um, now, this also can happen with just, you know, when we have a distorted perception, when we see another person who we, f we feel has these great qualities, and we can, of course, honor the beauty that each, each soul represents. Um, but we see these external qualities that this person that maybe we look up to, maybe we think we, we watch them or we, <clears throat> we see them. And we see these, these grand qualities that they're displaying. And it's one thing to be inspired by someone. And this is, you know, how this was our journey, you know, with having our teacher uh, of, of mom's example is that she showed us what divinity looked like. But that was her expression, her soul essence of the divine mother, what that looks like. We cannot mimic that because we're not that right? So we can be inspired by someone's example. We can be inspired by someone's authenticity. We can be inspired by the divine traits that they carry, that they shine out to the world and recognize uh, the beauty of that and the, the brilliance of that. But the second that we try to mimic it, because we think that if we mimic it, we will become it, that's where the mimic chip is at play here. It Instead of walking the path of actual self-discovery, self-embodiment, we are trying to mimic others. And it's, it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut that has been programmed into humanity. We can, we can watch this across any, any spectrum of 3D, right? Um, we can see this happen even in families. We, we watch children mimic their parents, right? In younger years and later years, they try to mimic their parents, <clears throat> especially if their parents were very powerful influences on them. And especially if in the 3D sense, let's say the parents are very successful, they seem like they have you know, these great qualities from a 3D perspective, maybe other people, um, you know, give them a lot of validation and praise and they're kind of put on this pedestal. Well, what happens is that the child will unconsciously try to mimic the parent, thinking that if they mimic the parent, they will be able to rise to that same pedestal to that same level and it's ultimately a disservice because we're all unique we're not here to do the same things that someone else is doing we're not here to be like other people we all share in the divine qualities of god but they they express differently that's the point is that we're all the same intrinsically again we're all god with god and all all fractals of source hold the same divine traits, but that doesn't mean they look the same. It doesn't mean they sound the same and it doesn't mean they express the same. So this is why comparison is one of, is an ego trait. 
as soon as we compare one thing to another, we have lost the essence of both of those things. Because comparison is a 3D ego programming that was instilled upon us is to compare two things. And by comparing two things, we decide which one is better than the other. We decide which one is more useful. <clears throat> we decide which one is good and which one is bad. And two things cannot be compared because you will lose the essence of both. Now, of course, you can reflect, you can discern that there are differences between two things like love and fear, so to speak, right? Those are two very different frequencies. One is destructive. One is creation. But we cannot compare them. They're, they're not in the same playing field to be compared to. So it's the same when we view others and when we view ourselves. So the mimic chip has a lot to do with our self-perception and our perception of others. Um, and we cannot compare. We have to, this journey is such a self-discovery process. Again, we can be inspired by others. And that inspiration is meant to, it is meant to evoke and it is meant to open up our own traits, our own divine traits and our own gifts and our own uniqueness. And that's where we do inspire one another, right? Through, our, through the expression of our brilliance, we inspire others. And equally, we are inspired by others. But it always has to be an inspiration for the self to come more into embodiment, for the self to become more expressive of its brilliance and of its uniqueness. It can never be to mimic. So whenever we're on this journey, and I think identifying the mimic chip is really easy, <laughs> um, but again, it does have subtleties because um, you will start to notice that sometimes we will see um, beings unconsciously mimicking what they think it looks like and whatever that may be, right? Again, this can, this can go into, this is beyond just the spiritual community or enlightened community. This could be into anything. Um, we can talk about, um, different industries, talk about business, right? A lot of, uh, in the business industry, I think people will mimic, other people's, again, this is all 3D stuff, but it makes for good analogies. Um, a lot of business people will try to mimic what another business is doing, right? Or they'll try to mimic their branding. They'll try to mimic their vibe. Um, people, especially, um, may try to mimic another person that they look up to, right? Like, in the business or finance world, a lot of these people who get into that world, they try to mimic these people that are higher than them, these people that are supposedly more successful than them. They try to mimic their behaviors, mimic their speech, mimic their actions, you know, and, and there's, there's, I mean, it's such a, a herd mentality that we've unconsciously developed where, especially in the 3D, people who have, again, uh, achieve this illusionary sense of success and fame and power. They'll tell you how they got there, right? 
their story of how they got there. And then other people try to mimic that, thinking that that's going to get them to the same place. It's insanity because you are not anybody else. You are you. Only you can be you. That's the whole point. So the mimic trip, I think we can identify in others when we feel like that there's not an authenticity there. They're trying to mimic something that they think gives others the impression of who they're trying to be. But you can tell the difference between someone who's trying to take a shortcut. They want to create an external perception of themselves, of who they're trying to be. But you can tell that they aren't actually that because they're mimicking. They haven't actually gone through the process of discovering themselves. They haven't actually gone through the process of breaking down the self, uh, the, I'm sorry, the false constructs of self. They haven't walked the path of higher self embodiment, of dissolving the ego in all of its different forms and, and becoming their unique higher self. They haven't done that. So instead they're trying to take a shortcut from A to Z and without doing the actual work and going through the experiences and the lessons and the blessings, they're trying to take a shortcut to the end bit where they are perceived as the person they're trying to be, but have not done the work to be that. They have not become that. So they're mimicking. They're mimicking the person they want to be rather than actually going through the process of being who they are. And I think we can also notice this within ourselves, especially those who are really um, intuitive and open and um, I think what we would call sensitive. We have to also be careful because especially those of us who are very intuitive and open and sensitive, we can often mimic others in our environment unconsciously because we're so open, right? And we all share energy. So a lot of times we will absorb the energy of the people around us, the people who are the most influential in our life and unconsciously mimic them because we're not processing that energy and we're not firm enough in our sense of self. And this again goes back to because our quantum field has distortions in it, has damage to it has toxins in it from these chips that cloud our self-perception. So we have to get really clear on who we are so that we are no longer influenced by these chips and we're no longer influenced from others' chips because others' mimic chips will also trigger our mimic chip. And then before you know it, we're all just mimicking each other. You can see this on social media a lot seems like, you know, anytime you're on social media, you just find that people are saying the same exact things, which can be sometimes collective consciousness because we all pick up similar messages. But you can tell when people are trying to emulate another person, they're trying to mimic other people. And so it just becomes everybody's the fucking same. And we're really moving into this age of pure authenticity. And um, so this, this is, again, just a process, but we can definitely notice when this chip presents, catch ourselves when we feel like, oh, I'm mimicking. I'm, this is, that's not even me. That's not how I express. That's not, you know, how I am. And also notice others who are mimicking. 
um, and haven't necessarily gone through the process of self-discovery. It's all about discovering the self because everything within you is a microcosm of the macro. So everything that you wish to learn and discover and, and share and express is within you. You are the microcosm of the macrocosm of creation. So we are all inspiring one another, but ultimately we are our own microcosm of creation. So we can dissolve that through awareness, through noticing it, um, and really just through self-discovery. And sometimes we do have to spend time alone in order to do this process, which is why many of you might have felt that over the course of your awakening, however many years or months or weeks it's been, you find yourself feeling lonely and isolated and maybe can't be around as many people or, or withdrawing, or maybe it's just vi a vibrational thing where other people are kind of being repelled from you at the moment and, and you find yourself spending more and more time alone. And loneliness is, is hard. It's, it's hard at first on this journey. It is a lonely journey, man. It, we can't sugarcoat it. But the beauty of that aloneness and why it's necessary, especially in the beginning of the journey, or even sometimes for a lot of the journey, is because we all collectively have not discovered ourselves. We have not discovered the God within ourselves. And that requires us to disengage from all the external influences. And then once we've developed a better sense of self and we've come more into the embodiment of our higher self, of our essence, <clears throat> we then find we then are kind of pushed back into reintegration with others. And then, of course, that's a process of lessons and blessings of learning how to hold that essence and anchor that essence while interacting and having um other people's energy around us. It, it's a total process. We are learning how to become sovereign beings. And this goes in waves. It goes from having to spend a lot of time alone to self-discover, then reintegrating with others, which then presents its own process of learning so that we are able to hold our sense of self while being around other influences. And then sometimes that ebbs and flows back to being alone, back to integrating and so forth until humanity as a whole until we're all able to be sovereign beings, sovereign God selves amongst one another without mimicking, without changing ourselves, without succumbing to outside influences. And we are all sovereign energy fields of God with God who are working together and not necessarily influencing each other in a manner that causes us to to go outside of our, our true self. So this is a process. Um, again, the mimic chip will be one that we, we dissolve in the next, uh, group etheric surgery session, which will be March 7th for those guided to sign up. That is up on the website at 5dfulldisclosure.org under the sessions and events. And I will be back soon with the next chip. I love you all.